three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. This morning, I have a very special guest. Colum is in the building. How you doing, Colum? I'm very well, thank you. Delighted to uh, be joining you today to uh, to have a chat. I think it's it's interesting that you're kind of just starting your day as mine is beginning to, my working day certainly is beginning to wind down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we've had some challenges working it out, but uh, I'm glad we were able to. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time. And uh, thank you for being open to share your story. I definitely appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. For sure. Uh, for the folks out there unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions just to set the tone. Um, also throw in a couple icebreakers in there, a couple games for the guest. And then after that, we jump into the main interview. Uh, sound good to you, Colin? Sounds very good. All right, man. Well, uh, my very first question for you is, how have you been? It's been a crazy year, uh, and I'm sure you, you probably had a different experience uh, being where you're from. So you've been doing well. You've been going through it. How you been, Colin? Yeah, it, it definitely has been very different from previous years because my job usually involves a lot of travel. Obviously, that is something that hasn't happened at all. And I ended up coming back early from a trip because we were told that we would be held in quarantine and figured that probably wasn't the best thing to do. So we flew flew back. So I arrived back in Dublin on the day they made the announcement. So I got in, I got back to my apartment and I, I'm not messing as, as I got in the door, I got a text saying, um, you need to, to check out the announcement right now. They're announcing the, the, the lockdown. So I ended up having to drop my stuff, go to the shop, pick up a few bits and pieces. So definitely haven't, you know, been outside of Ireland uh, since then. So that was different in that respect. But I think I, I probably, I recommend recognize that I'm a lot more fortunate than most. I, wo I work with students. I work with international students. I think it's had a huge impact on their experience of Ireland and my experience with them. I love to show them around, love to show them Ireland. But for them, they haven't been able to, you know, go to bars and restaurants, meet with other people. And that's tough as an international student in particular, I think, because you arrive in a new country, a new continent, maybe a new language. You hope that you're going to get to know loads of people and you haven't had that opportunity. And I also think for people who are probably earlier in their career it's been really difficult for them because they might be sharing certainly given the accommodation situation in Dublin they might be sharing a house with four or five others that they don't know and you have no control over those other people's behavior or how they're going to react I mean if you're somebody who's very cautious and, and they're bringing people around equally if you're somebody who is you know do, doesn't feel you know that they, they you know it's things are especially now with things easing up and vaccines rolling out and maybe you think right we're we'll get back into to normal life and they are very concerned so I recognize that I have definitely had it easier than some my my mother has uh she made it all the way through she's fully vaccinated now which is great that was the that was the big concern so overall it has been very different but i i have been fortunate i've made it through i've made the the adjustments and uh i am now though very pleased that uh you know travel is on the horizon if not immediate but it's, it's on the horizon and uh i i am certainly looking forward forward to getting back to bars and restaurants i i cannot wait to 
actually go to a restaurant and to meet a friend for a pint in a pub again but overall pretty pretty good in fairness for sure for sure yeah you know it's funny you mentioned the whole uh the roommate situation with the students that you work with i don't know if it is out there but i know over here it's pretty hit or miss uh, sometimes you get you get um you get a chance to spend time with people that you really enjoy and then other times the differences are just too much and uh you know a lot of problems arise from that but i'm glad to hear that you're doing well um our thing is getting back to somewhat normal out there uh, i know out here in the states especially in uh california where i'm from we're we're really pushing it to to get back to normal in the next couple of weeks or so uh, how, how, how about out there yeah it's slowly um so we kind of christmas is a really big deal in ireland and they made the decision to open up things for christmas and just the combination of opening bars and restaurants and schools still being in place and then people traveling for christmas was an unmitigated disaster i think that's the only term one could use so we ended up in lockdown really up until the essentially things are going to reopen on the 7th of june things have slowly been reopening but indoor dining still still isn't and december i kind of made the decision because i had hoped to go home for christmas that i actually wasn't going to go to a pub or restaurant because everything i suppose around the virus tells us that indoor is is where the issues really occur if you're outdoor then happy days like i mean it, it looks like and this is where i think it's it's interesting because all of the data tells us that it it, it really outdoors whether you're on the beach where, wherever you are it's it's safe outdoors um so i'm glad that it's summer people are kind of being able to to, to do stuff we've had some issues over the past week or so because like so there's an advertising campaign here which is think out think think outdoors this summer so people have been gathering outdoors and then the authorities are like no no we didn't we didn't mean like that <laughs> and it's when you have people living in a city particularly in apartments younger people it's not like they have gardens that they can go and have these small kind of barbecues and friends over they're going to go into the city center they're going to meet in parks and things like that so we're definitely in that attention point at the moment but personally i think from and this if you have public health authorities who've been telling people that schools because schools were open here for the past few months schools are safe and the school playground is safe then how how can you then tell people that gathering at a park isn't but that's my own opinion so we're beginning to see normal life resume we don't know when say indoor dining and pubs will be available to us as yet but overall vaccine rollout is going pretty pretty well it's really sped up particularly in the last month or so so they just opened it up to the 40s and hopefully they'll get into the 20s and 30s but in the next few weeks so slowly slowly baby steps we are uh, re-emerging into the light but i suppose we had that issue um in december january where we had the highest incidence of covid in the world at one point so we really don't want (laughs) we we hope it's not that uh, the dance where you know one step forward two steps back fingers crossed that won't be the case I like how you uh, framed that the dance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, hopefully everything goes smoothly. Uh, when do you hope? When do you hope for traveling to come back and uh, you know you be able to get out there? 
I suppose a lot will depend on um, getting vaccinated. So we we had um, implemented mandatory hotel quarantine in Ireland, probably a, a, you know a year later than maybe we should have, but we did. But now we're beginning to take countries off of that list. So actually, the United States just came off that list last week, and none of the EU countries are on that list. So I think once we're probably past the 40s getting vaccinated i would hope right now i i am i can't enter the united states even if i want like i i uh, i wanted to just with the way it's set up i'm hoping that will change and you know once you have a kind of a vaccine passport they will allow people to to get in i usually um you know make a pilgrimage to to the mile high city of denver once a year um and last year was the first time missing it in like a decade so i would i got friends and family stateside i i i hope to get stateside certainly before the end of the year i hope to get to the uk say before the end of October that's kind of what what I'm looking at as a realistic because let's say for me I figure they'll open the portal hopefully say maybe two three weeks from now generally you register you get it in two or three weeks so realistically I'm looking at the beginning of July to get my first and then say the beginning of august to get the the second dose and then what you got to give it two weeks Mm -hmm. so i think i i the earliest i could probably travel would be september but how how how, will will traveling be open at at that stage what does it look like does it require pcr test does it just require you to show your your vaccination card i i think it'll probably be be interesting and i think um like i i was listening actually to a podcast recently it was talking about uh, they were just talking as as part of it about travel the airline travel in the 70s and just people just rocking up to the airport you know and just getting on a plane uh uh, so I, I think this is unfortunately going to add yet another layer to an already complex travel process and procedures that we now all uh, have to follow. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it will. And hopefully it doesn't last too long. But I guess it all, it all depends on how, how fast the whole world gets on the same page. Right. Uh, that's <laughs> which takes might be impossible. But uh, well, hopefully we can work it out. Uh, but yes, yeah, September. Hopefully, just in time for football season just to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> I sure. hope so. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, just moving on. Uh, we're we're going to head into some icebreakers. Uh, this this next thing is a one word spelling bee. Um, I know. I mean, uh, this is something I'm I'm pretty ignorant about a lot of things. Uh, but would you say like? Ireland and the Irish, they speak pretty much the same English as Americans do, or is, is there any differences? I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, Yeah, no, of course. I think that's a, that's a really interesting. It, it, the curiosity is a great trait and, and don't run yourself down for because you can never know everything about all cultures or all people. The fact that you're curious to want to know is fantastic. I think what is uh, we speak hiberno english is what we call it and it is it's different from even the english they speak in the in england or in uh, i mean um up in scotland they they have uh, their own version as well but we like what, what's interesting is in ireland 
um, and this is a bit of a tangent, but I suppose the we were obviously colonized by England for about 800 years and people if you talk to people in Ireland I think a lot of people will tell you that um, the English stopped us because I'm speaking to you in English but like oh they they implemented what were known as penal laws and you were penalized for speaking in Irish and they would tell you that the English essentially beat Irish out of us but I would argue that that isn't the case at all I would say that what happened was there was a stereotypes and, and the English used and then this isn't against them this is against any colonial power what they tend to do is they depict their colonial subjects as stupid uh, there's the simianization um, and that's what happened in Ireland the thick make the stupid paddy all of those kind of stereotypes and in order to to overcome that the best way to do that and this is the name a man named Daniel O'Connell who is known as the liberator or the emancipator because he won um, Catholic emancipation which was Irish emancipation really and he did that by going to England and arguing in their courts and he famously said I can drive a coach and four meaning a coach and four horses through any British law because it's very difficult for your colonial master to tell you that you're stupid and they deserve to rule over you if you can argue back eloquently in their own language and i i would argue that that is one of the reason why we have kind of so many famous authors out of ireland the likes of james joyce samuel beckett oscar wilde seamus heaney the poet uh, such a tiny island has produced these great literary figures and i think part of that goes back to the struggle the desire the drive to constantly prove ourselves and prove that we have the ability to to speak English and to speak it well but we definitely there's a huge number of accents in Ireland you drive 10 minutes there's a different accent and we have our own ways of, with certain words um, definitely uh, I know one of the things that amuses uh, American tourists when they come over and students is the fact that we in a TH word the H disappears so it's just tree um, and there there are various other kind of words that, that, that you'll hear um, used throughout Ireland and actually I, another slight tangent but somewhat related the Friends Reunion which was on whatever last week <laughs> Matt, Matt LeBlanc was wearing a shirt and basically he looked like every Irish uncle ever like in their for just the way he was sitting and the shirt he was wearing and he became this like Irish Twitter meme it just it was inescapable it was hilarious it was very funny in fairness um, but it was just Ireland adopted adopted him and basically he had all of these colloquialisms and sayings attached to the photo and it won't make any sense but if people are out there on Twitter if you search for Matt LeBlanc Ireland uh, you will now see Matt LeBlanc has been adopted by the Irish people that's hilarious <laughs> and fascinating. Uh, thank you for that nugget. That's that's totally something I've I've, I've never came across. And uh, you know, uh, so you definitely helped enrich my my cultural awareness. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's wow. I mean, t you were talking about the authors that came out of uh, the, the island, and um, that you know a lot of it came from you know pr that that motivation to prove that you know, you, you could speak. Or not speak, but you can master another language. Um, so hey, that's a that's definitely interesting to me. Um, all right. Well, hopefully this this word isn't is going to throw you too much of into a loop. Uh, it is a medical 
term or illness that's kind of tricky to <laughs> it won't be too hard it won't be too hard i don't think so but your word is pneumonia um, um my spelling is atrocious but i know it i know it begins with a p uh and that's um p n and oh i'm gonna get this so terribly wrong p n u m o n i a it wasn't terribly wrong but you were missing one letter yeah one oh. letter uh you got one more chance uh, but think of everything the same but one mm-hmm. letter is missing uh, there's an E in there, isn't there? Um, and it, I, where does the E go is the question. P-N-U-M-E-O-N-I-A? I'm sorry. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it was a P-N-E-U-N-I-A. Ah. Yeah. There the you go, there yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you for participating. You got one more chance to, <laughs> to stump me. or um, it's, ri- it's a riddle question. How do you okay. feel about riddles? Riddles are riddles can be can be fun. Um, in in Ireland, though, I suppose we have like what's in, a lot of cultures have kind of um, mythical tales of fairies or um, things like that. In Ireland, like the fairies were pretty evil. They used to like take your children, and um, they they were fairy forts. And to this day, people don't want to want to build over a fairy fort or move a fairy fort or cut down a fairy tree for fear of, um, you know, I suppose impacting on the fairies. But a lot of the time in Irish mythology, there are people are presented with these riddles and they fail and they suffer terrible consequences. So hopefully that will not be the case if I if I am unable to solve this riddle. Um, No, no terrible consequences. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Uh, But your your riddle is going to be what comes once in a minute twice in a moment but never in a thousand years once in a minute twice in a moment but never in a thousand years the letter m oh yeah you got it hey (laughs) that's what's up man uh you're the second person to get this uh riddle um and I mean, maybe it's a little too easy or people are starting to, to get the gist of it. Uh, but yeah, congrats, man. You got you got uh, you got the riddle. At least I got one of them. That was good. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, thank you for participating. Um, you mentioned Irish mythology, man, and I'm, I'm super interested in that stuff. Uh, I'm Filipino and in the Filipino culture, we're very open to the supernatural. We're all very open, open to mythology. Um, What's what's do you have a favorite figure in Irish mythology or is there any interesting ones that you would care to share? Yeah, there's there's loads of of interesting ones. I actually I've been to the the Philippines myself many many years ago now and um, loved it there. People were so so friendly and um, the I the the best the best mangoes in the world. but in terms of Irish mythology, there's a, there are a number of different ones that, that kind of come to mind. One of the interesting ones is um, Fionn McCool and the, and the Salmon of Knowledge. So Fionn McCool was a, a, young, uh, a young guy who I suppose was kind of... Um, 
there are different kind of versions as there always are with myths so he was training to be perhaps a druid perhaps a warrior depending on kind of what um what way you want to see it but essentially he is um he's in goes to to be with this um this older older man to to undergo the tutelage and the older man one alongside training him he spends a lot of time fishing for the salmon of knowledge and it's said that basically if you whoever catches this salmon cooks it and eats it will retain or, or, or obtain all of the the knowledge in the universe so um this this quest goes on for quite some time but eventually they catch the the salmon of knowledge and so the the older man says uh, to to fion um he wants to him to cook it for him um but not obviously not to eat it so fion um says that okay he'll do that so he's cooking it over a fire and next thing what happens there's a, um, a blister emerges on the the skin of the salmon so he goes to burst it um but it, he burns himself and he puts his finger in his mouth and he obtains all of the the knowledge um so i like that one that he obtained all of the knowledge purely uh, by chance um there's one of the interesting things as well in in irish mythology is women are very very strong queen maeve is one of the the predominant features in irish mythology and she's a warrior queen um and she's incredibly incredibly strong and and that's the case we an, another one is um the children of lear and tir nanog uh, which is the the land of the young um that's a, that's a great one to to look into but probably the one that um is Coo Colin uh is is a great one because it goes for throughout his kind of life but the reason he gets the the name um is he's he's um as a boy his name was Satanta which is a really Irish name and um he, he the king basically sees him playing hurling now hurling is um, an ancient Irish sport it's still played today it's like if you can imagine field hockey lacrosse and murder um <laughs> that's essentially hurling it's it's the fastest field sport in the world it's brilliant but the king sees Satanta playing hurling and he he's so much better than all of the others that the king invites him to come to uh, the the castle that evening they're having a feast and he wants to know more about um, you know who this guy is so Satanta goes back but he has his chores to do uh, which are always seem to be part of every Irish myth <laughs> and he, he carries out his chores so by the time he gets to the castle um, they, the, the feast has started and the drawbridge is up and the, the king um, Colin, he has a, a, a wolfhound, the famous Irish wolfhounds, the, the largest um, do- type of dogs. And this um, this part, I, I, w- I won't go into too much detail, but essentially Coo Colin ends up having to kill the dog in order to survive because the dog attacks him and the guy comes out and or Satanta as he was the guy comes out and he's like oh my god my prize dog I can't believe this happened this is awful what am I going to do who's going to protect my uh, my kingdom now and Satanta says I, I will because I must take responsibility for what I did and so he acquires the name Cullen, which means the hound of Cullen, and he goes on to become the most powerful warrior in um, all, of, all of Ireland 
Ireland and he defends Ulster and there's loads more to it but um, yeah I- Irish mythology is absolutely fantastic Car- could not uh, say say to people like definitely probably not for kids I mean Irish stories <laughs> don't tend to have those happy endings but if you uh, are listening and, and you're interested in uh, folklore mythology or just good stories yeah check out some of the the Irish myths and legends for sure um, and you had mentioned you said the land of the young that was one of the ones as well yeah so Tirnanoga translates as the, the land of, uh, of the young and, and basically the, the these people um, go there and it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a great kind of a tale about love and and and, and trying to your, your love going missing and then you come back and and then um there are a number of different myths set set in um, Tirnanog because it was a place that came to be associated. So you, you kind of have people who um, who go to Tirnanog and, and can return to to Ireland in different forms. One as swans is is one of the ways they can also return on horseback. But what happens is if you touch the ground when you come back to Ireland, you immediately turn to the age that you were, and basically if you go to Tirna it's it's timeless so 800 years might pass but if you return to Ireland and you set your your foot hits the ground uh, then you immediately return to be 800 uh, years old so you can imagine the the many tales of misfortune that that happen um, but yeah so people will you know will still it's interesting because Irish phraseology will still come in so you'll um, still hear people say about somebody you know if they you know maybe in english i don't know if you're familiar with the term like oh he always has his head in the clouds um yeah. right so in ireland people might say ah oh, sure that lad he's always in tier and and uh, it, it comes to mean the same sort of thing that you know he uh, he, he he he's just away in, in a dream world essentially yeah yeah i can uh, people can definitely say that about me so <laughs> same same uh, same deal um for sure man well we've made it to some more warm-up questions uh this next one is what would you like the audience to know about you oh that is that's a that's a great question that's a really really good one i would say I mean, I think it's probably probably pretty obvious that uh, I I'm from Ireland. That's one thing that that comes that comes across. But I I do think I I definitely subscribe to George Carlin's theory around identity and national identity. I'm happy I'm Irish, but um, it it is an accident of birth. I'm I, I feel fortunate because of that. But uh, I wouldn't go to war because of it. You know, it's it's it could it could have happened um, could have happened that I was you know born in in Germany. It, it's just how, how it happens i think i i love music um that is something i i, I would say that you know no day goes by where i'm not uh, having these head, headphones on as i'm walking someplace or just even as i'm working having so that's when one of the good things about working from home is that like i'm able to kind of actually not just have uh, you know um, music via headphones but i can actually have it on uh, and not have to worry about like co-workers or anyone um kind of being like uh, i'm not sure about that <laughs> but um 
I, and I used to pre in the, in the pre-COVID times, I used to go to a lot of live music. I love going to, to live music because um, it's just, it's good for, good for the soul. Uh, I used to go to probably a, a gig, as we would say, a, like a, we, were, a, we just call concerts gigs, probably once every couple of weeks, certainly. And um, I always, that was one of the great things about Dublin as a, as a European capital and bands always want to play in Dublin so there was always shows to to go to so I definitely um that's a some something that's very important to me um I am a big sports fan I think growing up in Ireland we tend to love sports because we like we have our own national sports hurling as I mentioned Gaelic football which is like a cross between rugby and soccer but rugby and soccer are both really big here as well cycling is really popular tennis is pretty popular because of our ties to um, you know the the UK and and to the US uh, with our history um, you know soccer is enormously popular and many of the um, sports that are popular in, in the states are popular here so Irish people tend to to, to love sports and uh, that's certainly an area that um, I am really fascinated by other things that come to mind when when I uh, think about that I, I read I read more non-fiction than fiction certainly if I was to look at what I read it would definitely um, lean not that not that I read don't read any fiction but I definitely read more non-fiction um and I I think probably my favorite kind of places in the world are just an Irish pub talking to friends if if I you know if you were to say like you know where you can go anywhere in the world give me just an Irish pub talking to friends and an Irish pub in Ireland does not have pipe music it does not have even food it just has the noise of people talking uh, and that I, I love conversing with, with people I love hearing stories I love sharing stories I think that is the, the great moments in in people in, in like what we remembered are generally those moments with with friends they're, they're those shared moments that you have whatever it is those where you're both laughing about nothing in particular or you know the even when say you're you're like funny movies what makes them ha- funnier i think a lot of the time is when you're quoting them back to your friends <laughs> and you're sharing them like it's not the, the memory of dumb and dumber being um hilariously funny but it's sharing a quote from Dumb and Dumber with your friend and you both laugh about it, you know, 20 years on. So I I think probably that the... Those are the things that that instantly kind of come to mind. And if I was to potentially sum it it up, I suppose, to to me, I think in in life, there are three things that are... um, really important um and I, I would sum those up as um love laughter loss and i think you a lot of the times 
you can't control loss a lot of the time the the world takes things away from you be that your loved ones um be that just situations that happen but loss impacts us all in 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 one way shape or form uh whatever it is and loss different types of loss lead to different types of grief but it is it's certainly an impactful um experience for all of us uh laughter i i you know i've talked about that i just think laughter is it it's genuine genuinely magical because it, it totally takes you out of any situation when you see or when when we've been if you think back to a situation where you have been sick or you haven't been feeling well or whatever it is and you laugh for for that moment however long that moment lasts you're trans absolutely transported out of that you, you know you no longer think about the fact that you're sick or how you're feeling you are transported to another realm so i believe laughter is magic uh, and then love love comes in all sorts of different forms um it can be you know so uh, someone you love obviously um be that a partner or be that um uh your your family or your friends um but you can also you know the way in which we love books or we love movies or we love music or we love sports it, it takes different forms but those are the things that that bring us joy or frustration um but it's all it's all part of it and i think um it, it's to try to to focus on for me it's focusing on those three things things that um i i endeavor to do i i fail all the time but you just dust your dust yourself up get up and get on with it again for sure for sure uh thank you for for that insight uh definitely ap- appreciate your point of view and i can appreciate it um i was gonna say there, there's a lot of questions that kind of popped into my head but first off i just want to say thank you for sharing this moment uh, with me as far as you know connecting and i think that's for me that's one of the things I, I definitely look forward to is just uh you know talking to a stranger or talking to people at the pub um and getting to know who they are uh, so you know this this format definitely brings me back and that's why i think that's why i kind of created it too is so i could have these conversations with people um but yeah i there's a lot more questions but i have to move on with the warm-up and the second question in the warm-up is if someone were to pay you a tribute how would you like to be honored if i was going to say to myself today today i'm going to do something in the honor of column what could i do Ooh, um, that's that's a good that's a good question as well. I I think I think it's just if if you were to and this is not army. I think letting people know when they matter to you or where you know or it, it's something that's said so frequently but it is so true because um i'm sure we've all had um situations or are aware of situations in in your life where things can change for any number of reasons and it's just when when people matter to you or somebody's done something that you are really happy with just to let them know to acknowledge it it doesn't have to be anything really big or um you know monumental but i do think acknowledging it letting people know reaching reaching out to let them know that you know you're thinking of somebody just even if it's been a while like very often it's it's the the, the little things i don't know if uh, i'm sure you've probably had this experience but you're having you know uh, just not a particularly good day or a particularly good week and you get a text from somebody you haven't heard from in a while and all of a sudden you're like oh 
so good to hear from them remember that time and again you're transported out of it and so i think when when you ask me that question that's really what what comes to mind and i think that is what i would uh what i would say is the in in terms of just keep keep uh keep in touch with people let them know because the last there you you don't want to have too many regrets about like oh, i wish i'd been in touch and it's even it's even in work it's even in little things like one of my favorite sports teams manchester united like they had this kind of legendary manager alex ferguson who was there for years and years and he always he said like he when when he was dealing with players he'd always let them know about um a when they were going out to enjoy themselves right no matter what match it was but when somebody had done something really well just to let them know just you know a well done so that they get the acknowledgement it doesn't have to be that suddenly you load them in front of all their teammates but just getting that just makes us all feel good to have acknowledgement if we've done something and done it well for sure for sure So the folks out there, remember to let people know they matter uh, in, in honor of Colum. And um, my last question for you is, in the warm-up is, on a scale from 1 to 10, how well do you know yourself? Ooh, that's, a, that's another good question. I think I, I would say I, I know myself reasonably well uh, I think what's interesting is that you know our identity always shifts and, and is malleable and it depends on place and space so who you are with your grandparents is going to be different than who you are in, with your friends who you are in in work is going to be different than who you are in the bedroom you know that so it it it, it definitely does shift and that doesn't mean that um that i think previously people thought there was kind of maybe one set identity i don't i don't think that is necessarily the the case um but i definitely have taken time to reflect on it um over uh the the years and i think that it's it's taken the time to reflect on it i don't think it necessarily always comes with age i think some you know i think sometimes maybe people don't want to for any number of reasons want to to get to to know themselves um and i i think there are probably um always things that we won't know you know the um i think he didn't he win um some award for the way in which he butchered about the donald rumsfeld the the known knowns and the unknown knowns and uh that idea that the you know there are unknown knowns and there are unknown unknowns (laughs) and uh so i i think it's probably a little bit of of that recognizing that there there are there are things that you probably won't ever no but to to sit with yourself as well and to sit with maybe the the more uncomfortable aspects of of yourself and to say because 
as um you know you can you can always look to get better as a as a person and you can always in the way in which you've reached out to to people um you know and i, I encourage people to do that you can also like certainly say i i recognize and i've reached out to, to friends in in the past who really helped me maybe in when i was in high school right and just to say look um you know i i was going through a really tough time i probably couldn't articulate it at the time that you really helped me out but you did um and and you know even even things like that but i do think taking time to to sit with yourself and to say um are there things i i could do do better and and to probably be present in that moment not not where it's you know you getting in you're getting into bed and your brain is like hey remember all the cringeworthy <laughs> things that you ever did it's it's not that part it's more to be present and to say right are there things that where you know i was incredibly selfish can i ensure that that doesn't that i don't behave in that way again for sure for sure um what would you say is your favorite part of your personality Mm, i think the i i think that i i like mm, that's a good question there are there are a few a few different things that um that I think I I, I I try I suppose the, the desire to to constantly to, to not to not get too set in in my ways to constantly look to constantly say um, it just because I do it this way isn't necessarily the best way or the right way or how can I you constantly look to 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 learn from others uh, that's probably something that I'm I'm really work on and I'm, I'm conscious of that I don't get too set into particular patterns I think that's uh, for me that's just how I view it like I even say if when I am commuting to work I I deliberately take different routes all the time just so you don't get into the same sort of thinking patterns and I think that's one of the things that I I like and that's why I work on it and I think also that I really make a, a deliberate effort to be conscious about not punching down and not judging others based only on my perspective but to try to get a full picture before judging a situation um because uh, a lot of the time we we're seeing you know one side and we're seeing it solely through our prism and there there are a myriad of of issues and and sometimes you just need to take a step back and and really kind of look at it and i endeavor to do that and i think that's something i'm happy about again i i fail at those things all the time but it is uh th- there are things that i do in endeavor to do for sure for sure man uh i'm really appreciating the quality answers that you're giving and i wish we had more time to like dive into each one uh but we have made it to the main portion of the interview where you will choose a number between one and 34 uh i have three levels easy medium and hard depending on your comfortability level um so where would you like to start um let's go with 26 26 uh did you want to go easy medium or hard let's go hard why why not all right all right um 
If you could get rid of one emotion, which emotion would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, can 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 apathy count as an emotion? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't see anything against it. But for the folks out there who don't know what apathy is, uh, how would you how would you define that? Because to to me, apathy is apathy is the it's the it's the opposite of of love i feel and i talked about the importance of love earlier but to me that is the opposite in 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 many respects because apathy is nothingness it's 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 a void it's it's it, it's meaningless nothing holds any meaning for you if you're apathetic to me again i'm talking about purely my perspective on it but to me if you're apathetic about a situation it's like well, you know, it, it, it's utterly meaningless. It, it, it d- derives or, you know, you derive nothing from it. And I think that that is um, that is something probably that as an emotion, I, I don't know what it what it does from you uh you know um certainly um you know it, it to me the first thing in terms of when you asked that question that was what came to mind and i you know i am I, i'm thinking that that would be you know that that would probably in, in its own self create a whole other set of issues but i do think um that the apathy apathy is is uh an emotion that uh, yeah if i was if i was to get rid of one that would be the one i would say yeah that that is gonna be the one that will improve things for me and uh because i think i you know it's things like supposed negative emotions um can probably be uh you know good at times the other one that would probably be high up there for me would be jealousy um because i think that's probably one that uh, are there are there good things from jealousy um i don't know anger i can definitely see uh, you know anger being justified and anger being a useful tool at times to to spur change and to 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 drive you on um jealousy though is jealousy a good motivating factor at any point that's that's another question so is can can, can you put apathy as an emotion is probably a question is does does any good um you know come from jealousy is is another um and those are the two in relation to to the question that you that you asked those are the two things that that come to mind right now i mean you definitely made some good points <clears throat> I, I definitely have to re- rethink it myself as far as it, do I count apathy as an emotion if it's the lack of emotion. Um, but yeah, and jealousy, yeah, that's an interesting one as far as um, is it ever good? And I don't know. I don't I don't think so because it comes kind of comes down to like um, it always comes down to comparing yourself with another or comparing what you have with another. And I think comparisons is not a great thing uh, for the most part because we are so different but we want to be the same or you know there's a lot of folks out there who want to be like somebody else a lot a lot of the time and i don't know if that's the best mental state that a person should be in if you're always hoping to be someone else um so yeah 
you, you gave me some things to chew on for sure one tricky thing about this question for me is that you know how they say you you can't really be happy if you don't feel sad and you can't be sad if you don't know what happiness is so another question to or to, to add on to that is uh what would be you said the opposite of ap- apathy would be love uh, but i don't know what the, the opposite of jealousy would be you know um it, would it be like I have no idea. Uh, any ideas? That that's a that's a really good question um, because I, I mean love invokes emotion. I mean that that's what it does. So to me, that's why I say apathy is the the opposite of, of it. Um, the the, uh, the jealousy is just it's so negative and I, I would absolutely concur with you in, in terms of what you're saying about the comparison piece but also it's a, a lot of, of jealousy comes from fear and I don't know if you've ever read Lord of the Flies but there is the the piece in Lord of the Flies and it's what's the the dirtiest word in the world and there's four four blanks right uh, for letters and you can imagine what people are thinking um but the answer is fear uh, because fear you know it, it can it can drive um people to, to to do such extreme things but i suppose depends sometimes fear you know uh, fight or flight uh fear can be a good thing you know if you're if there is a tiger coming down and uh, you're like i need to get out of here right that's that's fear but jealousy jealousy can can be sparked by i think fear it can be sparked by comparison um it can be uh sparked by greed by avarice there there are lots of different things that that under um that that can be the the underlying cause of it i suppose if i was to to think of it potentially i don't know if it's exact opposite but like joy um in in ways because you know like if you if you if you are experiencing true joy are you you, you're not going you're not going to be jealous you know it's not going to exist there so i think that's a space where jealousy doesn't exist i don't know if it's the exact opposite but I, i do think if you're in a joyful space jealousy won't exist i see what you mean i see what you mean um yeah i I mean that that definitely some stuff i gotta i gotta think about which which i do enjoy you know all the all these theories and uh personal philosophies people have uh so i'll be thinking about that uh just a heads up man we are flying by through this conversation we have about 10 minutes or so left in on the podcast uh i wanted to thank you again for stopping by i hope this has been a little bit of fun for you uh it's definitely been a great conversation for me Oh, absolutely. You have uh, an absolutely uh, a magnificent approach to the, the podcast. I really like the, the way you go about it. Uh, but your voice is like perfect for for podcasting or radio broadcasting i definitely think somebody should look to to pick you up because you could do a radio slot no problem whether it was a slot where you were interviewing people occasionally or even just a slot where you were talking i think uh, radio stations in california or, or around the united states would be silly not to at least give you a shot i uh, i definitely appreciate the kind words man um you know that's the hope and goal uh, of this project is maybe to to do something like that but but for now i'm definitely just appreciating where i'm at you know how they how they talk about people 
people who are successful sometimes say they miss they miss being unsuccessful because that's when the whole journey was starting and so i'm right now i'm just trying to appreciate where i'm at and you know meeting folks like you you know if i if i ever do get that opportunity then you could be like oh i was on that show first before before the <laughs> the glitz and glamour um but thank you for the kind words man uh, it, it helps a lot more than you know but i'm sure you you do know you have your own podcast as well right um yes indeed can you uh, tell me a little more about that about yeah sure um so I, I have kind of two podcasts that I do. So one is a higher ed podcast called Adventures in Advising. And my co-host is actually based in California as well. So we look at higher, higher ed f- from... I from a lot of different angles so it's really for anyone who works with students obviously um, you know academic advising is is a big portion of the uh, American higher ed system so we speak to uh, academic advisors because they tend to have that kind of 360 view of a, of a student's journey and, and they're talking to lots of different areas of a university but we've also spoken to people in say uh, res life uh, people in in uh, student affairs, people in um, student counseling, student health, spoke to a lot of, of students themselves to, to get their thoughts, especially um, say graduate students or students doing PhDs and even spoken to faculty members about like the PhD process because that's really interesting in and of itself where you have, uh, you know, this, this really intense relationship between the supervisor and the student and they're working on a project and how much training has the supervisor you know been given and then how do you navigate that that journey uh, we've looked at uh, international students and, and their experiences looked at the experiences of students with disabilities so we've covered a lot a lot of different topics that one comes out twice a month and um we will have the next episode coming out um, in early early June. So it's generally the first and the third Mondays of uh, every month. So that one comes out. And we've been going for about a year and a half on Adventures in Advising now. And yeah, if any if any of your listeners are involved in in higher ed or or want to get involved, uh, get get in touch. Uh, you know, I, I I just get in touch with me full stop. I love I love talking to, to new people, and I'm pretty active. On, on social media, uh, especially Twitter at, at Colum from Cork, C O L U M F R O M C O R K. Definitely reach out. The other one uh, that is the Irish NFL show. So I have been a fan of the NFL for. 20 plus years longer um probably 30 years uh and i which was very unusual in ireland because it was not not a huge number of my friends were were into the sport but i saw it on tv and i just fell in love with it and became a fan of the denver broncos which is why you can see the the stuff in the background and i i have remained a loyal fan ever since uh the the first game that uh i was allowed really stay up for was a super bowl where the 49ers put what remains the biggest beat down in super bowl history on the broncos and i cried over it but uh, i remained a broncos fan and have been rewarded with some uh three Super Bowl wins since but we so it started um with a, a friend on doing Broncos Europe 
probably six years ago and then we i suppose over you know we we were very fortunate got to talk to uh, players coaches but then we kind of realized there was probably we we loved more than even just the, the Bronx. We, we we enjoyed watching all the games so we started the the irish nfl show there are now four of us uh, michael brian and mark are, are the other hosts and we are moving into our second season we've been really really fortunate to get to speak to some in, in, truly incredible people in the league and get um accreditation for the super bowl um uh, which was really cool uh to to have the opportunity now again it was virtual so but we got to ask players questions and i think they enjoyed it to hear people with funny accents and asking them maybe questions that were a little bit different from what they usually got asked they seem to respond really well to it so that's been really enjoyable and, and something that i've probably been able to focus a, a little bit more on during the pandemic period so if there are people out there who enjoy the nfl and they enjoy hearing four lads with funny accents talk about it then the irish nfl show you can find us on kind of any of the social media platforms uh, instagram facebook twitter uh, youtube and uh, yeah we we had um like mike silver from the nfl network on last week but we have had um like i've been I got to speak to Wade Phillips, who the legendary defensive coordinator for the Broncos twice now. He was such a gentleman. Um, Wade is incredible and in his insights. And he's such a great storyteller as well, which is fantastic. Um, and... Um, I yeah so so please do get get in touch reach out I love talking to people I love hearing different per- perspectives so those are the the kind of the the two main um, podcasts or shows that uh, I'm involved with. That sounds amazing, man. Um, and I do I, I do believe some people in my audience and uh, would be interested in getting in contact with you as far as higher ed and also NFL. I'm a I'm a huge NFL fan as well, man. Um, my team is the Niners I'm from and the Bay Area, uh, so I apologize for the beatdown. But like you said, you also had three championships, and that's how you kind of know if you're a true fan, right? Is if you can go through the losses and go through the the bad times. So mm-hmm. definitely respect Thank your you. fanhood. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. I think uh, think you guys are in for a good year in this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's been up and down. We got to stay healthy. Like every every NFL team has to stay healthy. That's I think the biggest thing. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. I, I I don't try to get too high on uh, my hopes because you never know what ha- what's gonna happen. I got my heart mm-hmm. broken a couple of years back with uh, Mahomes just you know tearing us up. But uh, yeah, um, that I'm definitely gonna be tuning in uh, and. Like we talked about comparisons and being jealous. I have to admit, man, I'm a little bit jealous <laughs> that you've been able to get in contact and uh, be a part of the uh, NFL media. That's that's pretty, pretty, pretty fucking cool, man. Um, I would say, yeah, uh, if if you ever need another fantasy uh, football league to join, uh, you got an invite from, from my league for sure. <laughs> you might run circles around us, uh, but uh, who knows? 
Well, th- thank you. No, and again, uh, really just uh, appreciate uh, get- getting the opportunity to come on and, and chat to you uh, today. It's It's been uh, a lot of fun and um, I want to just wish you continued success with this. And I really do. I do mean it. If I'm talking to two people um, stateside uh, and they are looking for any sort of uh, media, like media voice, I will 100% be recommending you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, but before we head out, you have about like five more minutes. But uh, I got some concluding questions. I don't know if you're in a rush to get out of here, but no, not um, not at all. Happy to happy to continue to to chat for a little bit. All right. Uh, well, we made it to the concluding portion of 34 questions. Just have a couple closeout uh, questions for you and. This next one is actually from a previous guest. I've been trying to find a way to connect my guests together. Uh, this is one of the ways. This is from Simone from Shmoney Talks. Shout out to Simone. Her question for you is, when was the last time you felt happiness? When when was the last time I felt happiness? That is, I, I suppose it it depends. I mean, I was um, I was actually just before um, I came to came down to this interview, I was in the shower and I had my um, I Spotify on. It was on shuffle, and Fireflies by Gorillas came on, and I loved that song. So I was like, yes. Like that, that little moment about when you have your when you have it on shuffle and a song that you really love comes on, uh, so that that moment got me. Uh, yeah, that was that that definitely sparked uh, some joy, as they as they say. So there was a little bit of happiness in in that moment. Now it wasn't like yes, we've won, we've we've won uh, a Super Bowl, but it was like yeah, that was because I hadn't heard it in a little while, and uh, it, that was a, a moment. So I guess probably about. The, 75 minutes ago or thereabouts. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Yeah, that's definitely an incredible feeling when uh when the the universe kind of just puts that song, that perfect song for the perfect time. Uh, and when you haven't heard it in a while, I, I I can definitely relate. I can definitely relate. And uh, my next question is, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 Questions? Oh, that that is uh, that is something now I'm going to have to to consider what would um, what 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 would be a, a good question to to ask um, and and see. Um, I'm I'm trying to think about um, what what would be what would be an interesting one and i don't i i'm not sure of all the questions that have been asked i think if maybe go with um go with a a kind of a given i i i talked about music maybe a desert island discs type song i don't know if you ever heard of desert island discs um but like essentially it's uh you know where where so if they you know were were going to be on um a deserted island and they could only bring um the the music of um well let's be generous let's give them three artists who who would those three artists be gotcha so oh the three artists of their their discography like their whole collection 
Yeah, I, I like. Uh, well, you. Got, I, I, I'm going to give you some flexibility. You can, you can, you can narrow it down to an album if you want, or you can just allow them to to have an artist because it might be tough to, or even for time constraints for you, if, if you're getting down into an album version. I just, I don't know. But I will say essentially the what like if they could only listen to three three artists, you know, who would those three artists be? I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. That's a good one. Um, and then my very last question for you, the question that ties everything um, in this podcast is 500 years from now, uh, your descendants are watching this video, listening to the podcast. What would you say to them? Uh, I I would say so. You, we're talking about the the year is twenty five twenty one. Um, I think it would, would be fascinating to know what it what it's like then. Um, the uh, I suppose what what was what would I what would I ask them? What was Nicolas Cage's last movie? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm fascinated to see how long he will uh, continue to uh, to act. Four uh, would be one thing I, I would wa- want to know, and I, I am I guess intrigued to see what will happen in terms of technology um, because will we will we progress ever further or will will we kind of roll back on it because I think it's if you've looked say do you remember was that i can't remember was it two or three years ago and there was a video of like a robot um being like super clumsy and like falling over and i saw a video of that same robot uh certainly within the last four or five months i mean it's now doing backflips um and uh what where where is that going to be in in 10 years time so i'm fascinated to see where where technology uh will be will national identity still be what will that look like i mean you don't have to go that far back uh to 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 see like national identity looked completely different and um you know that that's where uh some you know the, that would be, I think, very interesting to, to see, and um, the the impact, obviously, of, of of what we we do to to the planet. But um, I think I, I'm the the Nicolas Cage question is the first thing I'm asking. With the uh, with CGI, you never know. You know, we, we could have the actors be in, the, in our favorite movies for the re- you know for the rest of the time with that technology. Could be, could could be. I don't I don't know if 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 technology will be able to replicate Nicolas Cage. You know, what I mean, <laughs> what I, what I love is is he doesn't he doesn't act. He exists. So like he is he's perfectly cast in roles where that's how he would act like i don't know if you've ever seen i give a shout out to bad lieutenant it's a movie by Werner herzog and nicholas cage is in it and um he is absolutely fantastic in it because he plays a cop and he's a corrupt cop and i think that's exactly how nicholas cage would be if he was a cop um so uh yeah that would be that's what i that's what i'm asking them if i get the chance they, they need to make a documentary or film like in the mind of nicholas cage because yes the expression on his face i don't know what's going on in his head maybe nothing maybe he's just fully in the moment uh what every actor kind of aspires to to be in um but on the flip side what would you tell your descendants about you if they were let's say they were trying to kind of figure out their identity and who who they are and how they fit into the world and they're looking back 
to for their ancestors and like i wonder what they were like well what what would you tell them about yourself i tell them i love stories and i tell them that i believe that people the majority of people are inherently good people i think there are some really terrible people out there but i think that the majority of people are good people and if you ask for help they'll help you out i think that i talked earlier about fear i i i I worry about the rise of fear um and i know chris rock does a joke about like the kid being able to go out and play and they can run from here to here and then here to here and pretty soon the kid is hopping around on, on one foot um and i think that you know 24 hour news media has something to to do that um because it just war death plague famine and we talked earlier about like words and terminology and words give so much away when i started working with study abroad students which um is 15 years ago what was new was weird right but weird is like i don't understand that that, what's that about now everything is creepy and creepy has a totally different connotation creepy is like i don't want anything to do with that i am nope nope not for me so i i would say to them to to be less fearful not to eradicate it completely but uh or what i want them to know i i would say that i would want them to, to know that i i endeavored to live my life with with less fear not no fear but certainly with less fear um and that's what i say i I, as i mentioned earlier i do a lot of traveling for work and i will always try to get out of the hotel and to eat in like a local restaurant and to walk around and to meet people in in the local area and of course i'm not gonna like go uh, around if if it seems you know that 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 i shouldn't but the i have been very fortunate really really fortunate to travel all over the world and to meet fantastic people and almost everywhere i've got people have been great i've had a great time people have been so welcoming so friendly um if if you know we don't if we speak different languages we found a way to muddle through uh generally and i think that that's uh that's one thing i i i would want them to know if you remember i mentioned very early on about you mentioned about being you know about curiosity and i think that's one thing i would like them to, to know retain that that sense of curiosity that's one thing i endeavored to to do um i think sometimes the, the world can lessen that as you get as you get older and and dull that sense of curiosity and i think uh, we should retain that and uh then you know the, the world is is an infinitely more magical place when you retain that no doubt no doubt and yeah i never thought about it that way but i guess when we do get older we start thinking that we do know everything uh and then hopefully we can scale it back to just re- remember that there's a much bigger picture than what's in our heads uh, mm-hmm. well a- any last things you want to add before we head out of here this has been great fun i've i've had a great uh, conversation and I, I I said earlier, like I miss the pub and, and conversing. So this has been like, had we met in a pub, I think we'd have had a great conversation. 
And no this was just like that. So <laughs> thanks. I wish we had some, you know, it was, I mean, it's early, too early for me to have a drink right now, but uh, maybe next time we'll, we'll be able to share a drink uh, over over a call. If you are open to coming back in a couple of months or so, maybe when the NFL season starts again, um, I think I will have, I'll, I'm trying to start my own kind of Niner or NFL thing as well, uh, but I got to figure it out. I want to start with this and hopefully I could get you back on and we'll talk some, talk some NFL. <laughs> absolutely yeah no please do uh please do keep in touch will do will do uh thank you for stopping by column uh, i want to thank all the folks out there for listening uh on either on spotify apple music or watching the stream on youtube definitely appreciate your time as well remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions